Welcome. You are listening to a broadcast by Barnabas Foundation, your trusted partner for smart and powerful generosity. And here is your host, Reverend Philip Leo, Director of Church Communications. Good morning. Welcome. Uh, thanks for joining us here this morning. Uh, so glad you could say, take some uh, time out of your morning for Facebook Live. Uh, my name is Philip Leo, and I'm Church Communications Director here at Barnabas Foundation. I'm thinking on renaming my position to Church Guy I like that. or Church Dude or something <laughs> like that. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, practicing God's presence, one church's story, and that church is Palis Heights Christian Reformed Church. And I have with me the senior pastor from Palis CRC, Greg Janke. Thanks, Greg, for being here. Thanks for inviting me, Phil. Appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate your time. I know it's a busy week for you, and uh, appreciate you too working with me on this. Uh, it's been fun, and I'm looking forward to to the conversation. We've talked a little bit, of course, about this uh, leading up to this. Mm -hmm. I uh, heard about uh, what your church was doing because my mother attends at your church, right. and I was really intrigued because uh, what happens is that a lot of attention goes to spiritual disciplines at Brooklyn Penn. A lot of attention goes to spiritual disciplines. Uh, and a lot of uh, content out there uh, has to do with individual spiritual disciplines. Right. And we don't really know uh, that much or how to do corporate spiritual disciplines, practicing God's presence together as a church. And so when I saw uh, this story, I wanted to be able to share it with others. Um, so uh, maybe a good way to start is to talk about how your church started to think about uh, practicing God's presence. I know you were telling me it had to do with just the basic pace of living in sort of 21st century. Yeah, um, probably about a year ago, uh, our ministry leadership began uh, thinking about talking about conversations around um, really around discipleship and particularly the challenge that um, discipleship that we face with discipling uh, in particular young people who we only see once or twice a month right. because they're so busy and then we start uh, we started thinking a bit more broadly about that and we started thinking about the adults that uh, you know, their parents and uh, grandparents even, and other adults in our congregation as well, recognizing that everybody's busy. Um, everybody's overcommitted, everybody's overwhelmed, everybody's got uh, a, a to-do list every day of far more than they could ever hope to accomplish. Right. Um, and so we, we started thinking about how is it that we can sort of reorient, refocus, rethink um, things uh, around discipleship and um, come back to a, a life that's more uh, centered around Christ, which we're called to do. I mean, we're called to live that way. Um, and, and recognize that, that everybody every day is presented with all kinds of opportunities and choices uh, that are really good. I mean, life is full of good stuff, work and family and recreation and a host of other things. Right. But those things really, really quickly become the focus of life. Everything gets centered around those things. Uh, and then we're living differently. And um, so we were thinking about how do we come back 
how do we call people back? How do we help people come back to a life more centered around Christ? That's what wow. gave rise to it. Wow. Um, well, I, I mentioned uh, right when I started about resources around practicing the presence of God, spiritual disciplines. Um, this topic gets a lot of play today, yeah. as well it should, because uh, faith formation, spiritual um, growth, is the lifeblood of the Christian community. So when it comes to resources, uh, there's a lot geared towards the individual and, and personal practices of spiritual disciplines. Right. What about uh, when it comes to corporate practices? What What's out there? Or I, I'm going to put you, you're the expert. You can tell us everything that's out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you should find somebody else because <laughs> it's just not a lot. I, we we certainly can't claim to be experts. No. Um, and uh, you know, really can't even claim to be all that terribly successful. We recognized uh, an issue within our own congregation, right. and then tried to find a way to to address it. Uh, you're right. There just aren't a lot of resources um, for sort of corporate, at least not right. in terms of what we found. Uh, so if they're out there, let us know because yeah, we're looking for yeah. we're looking for stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, what we did do uh, this conversation that we that we started um, led us to a book um, uh, written by Chuck DeGroat. Uh, Chuck teaches uh, pastoral care, pastoral counseling at Western Seminary in, in Holland, uh, and he has a book uh, that he wrote a few years back called Wholeheartedness. And uh, as we began to, to read that together, our, our ministry leadership, and began thinking about what it means to live wholehearted lives, that served as the catalyst for this and beginning to think about that. Um, and so as we thought about uh, what we were going to do, about what our, our practice was going to be together, right. we sort of settled on uh, a one-day event. And we'll come, probably come back to that sure. a little later. but. But in terms of resources, we picked some, uh, some sort of breakout themes for that day. Uh, we picked four of them. And then we started looking at what kind of resources we might have around those particular ideas and themes. And there are some things out there. One of the, the things we, uh, themes that we picked up was um, storytelling, the importance of telling our stories. And um, Christian Reformed Church Faith Formation has some really good toolkits, they call them. And one of them is the Telling Your Story toolkit. Oh, wow. And uh, so we took a look at that. Simple stuff, it's all available online. Uh, and we started looking at some of the, the uh, uh, resources within that right. that we could use for our particular situation. And so we took resources, um, we had leaders for each of these sub-themes and they began to explore and, and sort of we, we took what resources were available and, and began to think about how we can use them in a group setting and use them to encourage group participation. Cool. So. Cool. Uh, I think I, I want to ask you in a minute about the storytelling part of that. But, uh, but it, you know, you're right on as far as if, there's, if uh, there are folks that are aware of resources uh, that can be used for corporate uh, church life related to practicing God's presence. Uh, if you know what they are, don't hesitate to message me on Facebook, uh, point me in the right direction, and then I can share them with other folks. So, uh, so, so you have to come up with a plan. 
uh, you have to figure <laughs> out what you're going to do. Uh, yeah. what, what does that look like? Uh, how'd that play out for you? Yeah, as we were in this conversation together um, about how do we address, and like I said, the, the real driving force for us was discipleship. Okay. And recognizing that this busy pace of life, this sort of overcommittedness of life, uh, really had significant impacts on discipleship. And um, so as we were talking about that, uh, the, the first thing you don't want to do is you don't want to add more to people's plate. <laughs> so here's one more thing you can do. Uh, that just didn't seem like a wise, right. uh, a wise approach. So right. what we ended up settling on in, in sort of our, um, our starting point for this was let's do one day. Let's do uh, what we, you know, not real creative. We just called it a day of renewal. Okay. Um, but that one day uh, was, was going to be our target. We asked people to commit to uh, just one Sunday, uh, the whole day. Um, and it actually ended up being about seven hours or so, including bookended with worship. Um, but in that day, really be focused on what does it mean to live as wholehearted followers of Jesus? Um, because this, so much of the, the sense that life is spir spiraling out of control that people have, uh, that's part of the thesis of this book, Wholehearted, is that mm -hmm. it's we, we live divided lives. We've got all of these things that we're pursuing and, um, and, and there's nothing at the center. Right. And we, we talk about Christ being at the center, but we're not really practicing things that help us keep him at the center. Yeah. And so everything sort of spiral is out. It feels out of control. We feel like we're overwhelmed. So what are some things that we can help people begin to live wholeheartedly right. in their lives? And, um, and so the worship centered around that, but we also had three, or we had four sort of sub themes that, um, that drove us during the day. Okay. Um, one of them was developing a personal or family spiritual or uh, mission statement. Okay. And the idea is, okay, if, if Christ is going to be the center of my life, right. How am I going to how am I going to structure and how am I going to make decisions and choices based on that? And so, well, let's begin to think about how do we uh, how do we approach life uh, sort of a mission oriented life? Right. And so, as opportunities come along, people can make choices, but it's based on this sort of foundational uh, mission statement of who I am in Christ and, and mm -hmm. so on. Um, the other piece was storytelling. Another of uh, the section was storytelling and the recognition that uh, we have to be able to tell stories to one another. We have to be able to support each other. The way we do that is through story. Um, we, we share what's really important to us through story. And so uh, how do we begin to tell those to one another? And so we practice that together. Um, which was, I, I wasn't part of that. I was leading one of the other sessions, but I heard it was really, was really went really well, but really put people in, you know, um, uh, moved them out of their comfort zone. Sure. So, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, another thing that we, we talked about was, um, the embracing imperfections. We live in a society that, uh, we're trying to perfect ourselves to death, mm -hmm. um, and recognizing that our perfection isn't in, um, being the, you know, the do-it-all parent, perfect employee, all those things, our perfection is in Christ. Mm 
And so the idea of sort of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be right. so that we can truly live into who we are in Christ. Right. Right. Uh, and then the fourth piece was actually practicing the presence of Christ. How do we develop disciplines and routines in our life daily uh, throughout the course of the day so that every day is structured around, every day sort of is oriented around this core relationship that we have mm -hmm. with Christ um, because there's all these other things that push in and want to be the center. They want to be the thing that's most important. And so we have to, we have to develop a life and a structure of life that is, uh, that, that sort of constantly calls us back to that core commitment. So those were sort of the four pieces that we, that we worked on. Um, we also led up to this uh, through the course of the summer. Um, this day actually was just a little over a week ago. We did it on okay. Sunday, September 8th. Okay. Um, and so leading up to that for the summer, we spent a summer really focused on prayer and sort of bathing uh, life in prayer together. Um, and so everything was uh, leading up to it had to do with, with prayer. And then from that, um, how do we now get recentered and refocused right. on, on Christ? So those are some of the, the uh, things that we did with the day. Mm -hmm. there, were some, there have been some things that uh, we have done, tried to do corporately uh, longer term. I've had a, a slightly little longer history in, in our life. One of which is um, recognize the importance of seeing God at work in the world and in our lives and the lives of people around mm -hmm. us. So trying to build into even things like uh, our regular meetings, um, our elders meetings and council meetings and, and so on. Really some time where we can share together, where have you seen God at work? What, what has God been doing today, this week, in your work, in your family? Um, so that that becomes a spiritual practice that we're doing together where we're sharing the stories of right. what God is doing. Right. So right. those are some of the things that we've done. Uh, you know, just listening to you, I don't think it can be, uh, the, the importance of this can be overstated <laughs> yeah. in today's world. And uh, as you're describing, and, you know, where does this happen? Who, who is the voice calling us to this as, as uh, you know, a gathered body of believers? So that role, that task is really, really, really critical. Um, and, you know, the leadership at your church, including you, um, that's, that's phenomenal. And I just want to say thanks for doing that. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. Well, thanks. You know, it's, uh, it's a rare thing. Uh, in today's world and and so very very important um, We've sort of talked a little bit about uh, the challenges of this sort of thing in, in community Are there any others that come to mind for you? Uh, e even think going forward uh, as you think about um, Anything come to mind at all? Yeah, I think one of the you know one of the challenges that we recognize that we have is uh, Where do we go from here? Yeah, I mean we did this right. you, it's sort of like you have this moment together and we had really pretty good participation from within our, our congregation for sure. this. So we're really thankful for that. But then it's like, okay, now what? Yeah. And so how do we continue the process? Um, so one of the things that we did with each of those, those um, sort of key breakout sessions uh, was we really tried to focus because we didn't have a, a ton of time. 
Um, and so we, we were really trying to keep the, the learning component mm -hmm. to a minimum mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and provide people both an opportunity to engage with the topics um, and, and beginning to, to talk together about their own experiences and practices and, and so on. But then also leave those, those short moments with uh, here's one or two or at most three things that I could begin to do that I'm not doing currently. So, um, so the practicing the presence um, having to do with identifying points in time through the course of the day. So not just, so when you talk about, about personal worship practices, people usually think about, well, my personal devotions. And while I do that at, you know, 6.30 in the morning at the beginning of the day, well, what about the rest of the day? How's the rest of the day being shaped around? Uh, because we all know, I mean, the day gets, I mean, it's full and we've got tons of stuff doing. And if your parents are carting your kids all over, right. all of that stuff. Right, so, right. so beginning to think about my whole day and where in my whole day, can I find five or 10 minutes throughout the course of the day? So maybe it's before your coffee break in the morning. Maybe you've got a break in the afternoon in your routine, whatever it might be, but finding four, five, six, even more times during the course of the day where uh, I can really focus on being in God's presence. And then what am I going to do in those times? And so here's a bunch of options or a bunch of different ways you can do that and resources, and even in the discussion in that, in that group, people were sharing resources together. Right. Oh, I, I use this app. There's this uh, you know, thing that I found online. There's, right. you know, and so people are writing that down and scribbling it down. Well, now through the course of my day, maybe I use this early, I use this app in the afternoon, I use, uh, and so beginning to think now, how can I actually put that into practice tomorrow? Monday morning and yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday and so on. I like the idea of uh, sharing uh, practical ideas and practices that people do or, and utilize during the course of a week because you're not always in context where these are being shared, right? No. People keep these practices to themselves, <laughs> but what if we got in a room and what if we shared what we do and yeah. we could learn from each other, you yeah. know? And that really is one of the, the challenges to, yeah. to the, you know, uh, practicing the presence, the, these disciplines together, is this sort of American cultural value mm -hmm. that spirituality is private. Right. And so we don't talk that much about it. We don't do those kind of things. Right. And so, well, you know, um, this was an opportunity to share right. and, and to actually learn from each other and find out others are doing it. That's so, pretty cool. That was cool. Um, you know, uh, you're sitting in the Barnabas Foundation building, and uh, we're talking about <laughs> spiritual disciplines. <laughs> so, what's it's a beautiful the, building? Right. What's the connection? Right. Why? Yeah. Why? Uh, why are we having this at Barnabas Foundation? Uh, and I, I want to make sure that I just mention, in the context of this conversation, uh, that uh, from our perspective, we've always held that generous giving um, is a discipleship issue. Yeah. Um, and when I think about it in terms of one of the questions that we wanted to talk about, what are the payoffs? And I don't mean to be really like <laughs> crude uh, by saying that, but I'm just saying like in terms yeah. of what are the payoffs in terms of uh, corporate uh, practice of the presence of God? Well, it's forming 
fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. And from right. our perspective at Barnabas, one of the one of the results of that ends up being in generosity and generous giving. Yeah, you know, in in terms of our um, congregation, our vision, part of our vision is to make and equip passionate followers of Jesus. Yeah, that's what we want to do. And so we saw this as a way to doing that and to equipping people that way. So um, we were thinking about what's going to be next. I mean, it's not enough to have this moment. It's how's this going to impact, and, and not even so much individual people. Right. Um, and again, American sort of cultural value is it's individual, it's private, and so on. Right. But we're part of a body together. We're part of a community together. So as we think about, um, and as we even already, I think, to a small degree, short amount of time, obviously, have experienced um, in terms of uh, benefits and outcomes from this, uh, I, I really do think that it has strengthened the community and has that sort of ability to create a deeper, deeper richer community life. And that, right. that includes worship, yep. that includes fellowship, it also includes stewardship, yep. Yep. because that's part of our life together is how do we, uh, how we steward our resources together. And so this has the potential um, of beginning to, to deepen that community life. Um, I, I think doing it together uh, and even having this, this moment together where we had really a good chunk of our congregation participating in this day of renewal creates an opportunity for mutual accountability um, because we're doing it together. Mm -hmm. And hey, you shared that story or you were talking about that i tried that and this is what my experience was right, right. uh and and so that mutual accountability and i think it strengthens our our witness uh within the community and to one another if we are actually living christ-centered lives and, and doing that intentionally um that then becomes a witness to the broader community yeah so that is so good um so here's the thing is I'm keeping my eyes on you. I want to <laughs> see what's next uh, for you guys. And again, I, I just want to thank you for, for that leadership. And uh, I just think it's really, really cool. Um, and I'll just say again to folks uh, that are joining us, if you have uh, comments or questions or resources or things like that, if you want to just check on here, um, I want to see if anyone has posted any questions. And I see some comments, but I don't see any. Oh, uh, oh yeah, there was a question, but that was answered already. So, um, so yeah, we're good. Um, I want to mention a couple of things to you before we sign off here. One is uh, the fall issue of Generosity Today uh, should be coming out next month, I believe. Uh, keep an eye out for that. That goes to every. Christian Reformed Church office. It's called Generosity Today. It comes as an email, but it also includes a PDF um, that can be reproduced and put in church mailboxes. It can be shared with your church. Um, and it is designed to promote generous giving uh, in your church. So please keep an eye out for it. Uh, some of you will be joining me in Grand Rapids next week on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm really looking forward to the Generous Church Conference. Uh, so excited about uh, all the possibilities there. So I will see some of you in uh, Grand Rapids next week. Also, if um, you're interested in sharing this conversation 
uh, with another leader at your church, uh, somebody that you know would benefit from it. We do, uh, we'll edit this, uh, we'll repost, and also we'll put it out as a podcast, and it'll be on YouTube as well. So uh, you'll be able to share this uh, with others. Again, uh, Greg, thanks for the time. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. And uh, God bless you all. Thanks for joining us uh, here on Facebook Live. Have a good day. Thank you for listening. This audio has been brought to you by Barnabas Foundation. Learn how we can help you experience smart and powerful generosity. Visit us today at www.barnabasfoundation.com.